0: Hey, Industrial Talk is brought to you by Cap Logistics. You want to minimize downtime? Absolutely. Increase reliability? You bet. Ensure operational profitability? Yes, you do. That means you need 24 7, 365 insights into your supply chain. Look no further. Cap Logistics. Go to caplogistics.com or just call them. They're great people. 800-227-2471. Also, AI-DASH. AI-DASH is on a mission to create a greener, cleaner, safer planet from space. AI-DASH helps core industries become more resilient, efficient, and sustainable through the power of satellites and AI. Go out to ai com. Find out more.
1: Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right,
0: once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and definitely thank you for your support of this platform that celebrates industry heroes all around the world. You're bold, brave, and you dare greatly And it is important that we collaborate more and more each and every day. Industry, technology, innovation is happening so fast, and you need to be a part of it. We're all about education, we're all about collaboration, and definitely all about innovation on this platform, and you got to be a part of it. So go out to industrialtalk.com. All right, we're talking digital transformation. We're talking about the uh, energy sector, oil and gas, and how that looks, whatever that journey looks like. We've got... Apache Corporation. We've got Deloitte. Let's get cracking. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you got to be in the digital game. You got to find trusted people to be in the digital game because it's gonna. It's not going away. And if you want to have a business that's resilient, that has some sort of long-term uh, ability to succeed. You need to be in the digital game, and and, and, and that's the decision. You need to be finding somebody, a Sherpa of some sort, to help you on that journey. And that's why we're having this great conversation with Deloitte and and Apache and uh, talk about how digital transformation is helping the energy space and what you got to consider and all of the 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 wonderful exciting future it has in this uh in the energy space so anyway this is going to be a great conversation so don't it's a it's a paper and pencil it's definitely a paper and pencil conversation all right we've got some conferences the one conference that we have coming up uh I think, uh, well, next week, uh, middle of October, uh, it's the SMRP 30th anniversary, our annual conference. And, um, and it is about, you know, it's a symposium of maintenance and reliability professionals. We're going to be broadcasting live and getting the latest sketch on what's taking place within the reliability and maintenance space. Most definitely going to be excited about that. That is in, uh, where are we talking Raleigh, North Carolina. 30th annual conference go out there it's all out there you got to be a participant in that one the other one that uh, I want to put on your calendar is fabtech now we just did imts but fabtech is just every bit is just amazing and that is uh we're talking about November 8th through the 10th this is in Atlanta Georgia and uh, we're going to be broadcasting live there and if you're going to be there if you're going to uh, you know pitch a tent there come and see me I'm going to have all the – I'll have the booth number out there most definitely so that you can connect with uh, connect with us, get on the calendar, let's have a conversation. Or better yet, if you have a booth and you want somebody to do a on-the-spot technology speed date, yep, Industrial Talk is where it's at. All right, let's get cracking with the conversation. Again, digital transformation is here, whether you like it or not. If you're in the energy uh, space, you're in it. You got to figure it out. And you got to figure out a plan to be able to do that and walk through that journey and and be a success. We need you to be a success. That's what this platform is about. We want you to succeed. Everything that we do on Industrial Talk is geared toward your success, whatever that might be. And it is geared toward the collaboration with professionals that can truly help you succeed. So, um, digital transformation, oil and gas the energy sector enjoy this conversation all right gents welcome to industrial talk thank you very much for finding time in your busy schedule to talk to the best listeners in the whole wide world if not the universe how you guys doing doing great Thanks yeah. for having see I, i'm pretty geeky about this particular conversation and uh, i've had the conversation around digital transformation all that g- digital journey when it goes to the manufacturing and all this oil and gas listeners we are going to talk about that digital journey when it applies to uh, oil and gas. All right, before we get into that topic and then some, Eric, I would love for you to share your little 411 on who you are. And then we're just going to go round robin on that. So give us a little background.
2: Yeah, sure. Appreciate it, Scott. So my name is Eric Bartasek. I'm the Apache's Director of Global Digital Enablement. I've been in that seat for a little under a year now. Um, my previous experience prior to joining Apache was all in the energy industry, mostly either in consulting or the software space. So, I've been doing this stuff for a little bit, and excited to chat with the group today.
0: And when you say energy, just for clarification, we're talking oil and gas, or we talking that that energy as opposed to some people say, hey, generation, and that's energy and all of that stuff. So, oil, yeah, absolutely, my.
2: So my prior experience kind of covered all aspects of it, but uh, but the focus here today is oil and
0: gas, and that's what Apache does. All right. Thank you, man. All right, Tom, give us a little background on who you are.
3: So Tom Bonney with Deloitte. I head up our core operations practice for within Upstream, which today, none of that happens without talking about the role of digital improving
1: how we
0: work out anywhere from the office to the field. A lot of work out there. Nate, you're next. Give us a little background.
1: Nate Clark, uh, I'm uh, Deloitte's uh, lead partner for oil, gas, chemicals, digital, globally. And so my job's to to uh, help uh, us all have the maximum impact on our clients with uh, all the exciting stuff you can do with digital. So it's a fun so, job.
0: So the reality is with this panel, if, uh, if we have a, a digital conversation that has not been, I guess, invented, it doesn't exist because these guys are <laughs> in the thick of it, big time. We'll go with that for sure. All right. With that said, uh, and this is going to be to you, Eric, uh, to sort of lay out why, and, and it's, a, it's a big one, and, you, and and Tom and Nate, you can join in too, lay out why a, a digital strategy is important to the oil and gas market. Yeah, sure. So I think where
2: I always like to start is like, why are we doing this period, whether it's digital or not? And so you know the exciting thing for the oil and gas industry is you know producing safe. Um, efficient operations for, for an energy um, producer. It's the most important thing we can do, right? Be safe, be efficient. And I look at digital as just being, you know, a component of figuring out how can we do that better, faster, cheaper, right? Um, you know, digital transformation is going to cover a lot of different aspects for data process, a whole bunch of different ways you can kind of slice and dice this. But, you know, the idea behind digital is we're not, uh, we're not here inventing software. You know, at an operator, we're here, kind of leveraging the best tools and technology we can to, you know, go back to that that main anchor is, you know, safe, efficient operations.
0: Yeah, it, what always pops into my head is where do you start? You know, I, I just these are not these are complex um, manufacturing entities are big they're complex things are moving tom in in the world of deloitte and and others where do you start if you come in and you're saying hey let's let's look because it's pretty much everything could be sort of to a certain extent digitized tell us sort of walk us through that little process
3: but i, I think that's probably been some of the challenges the industry has faced is not knowing where to start so they started kind of everywhere uh i'd say the the good news is uh we do this annual digital benchmark survey and this past one which i think we released at the beginning of the the year what was different from this time from previous times we always asked this question of you know is digital impacting the industry in years past you'd always have some people go maybe no this time 100% yes no one everyone's on board now so that's been a shift the other thing though that the high uh, the report highlighted was everyone's kind of given this big picture vision but after that, it's maybe I went to production. Maybe I went to drilling. So I did a functional focus, or maybe I took my one asset in the Permian, but didn't focus everywhere. That's been the challenge. Now is we've gone off piecemeal. There is no real enterprise strategy that brings it together. Say big picture. What are we trying to solve for? And I think that's the challenge now that I see operators in general trying to tackle is create a much more holistic picture. We did some, some, you know, some goodness, some random acts of digital, as we like to call them sometimes that delivered value. But how do we think about it more strategically? I think that's still an opportunity for operators.
0: Yeah, because I I would imagine out there that it's like, hey, hey, this digital thing's great. Yeah, I can put a device out on this uh, asset and start pulling data. Yeah, I can do that. And and it's sort of in the in the the conference rooms. Now, one of the the challenges also, outside of the like where to start uh, and all of this, Nate, it's trust. If I go out and I Google, if I Google digital transformation. I'm going to get a gazillion hits. I don't even know. It's like, not only I don't know where to start, but who do I trust? Who is that Sherpa that I'm going to put my arm around and go, thank you very much for helping us because we know it's important. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I don't even know.
1: Well, I, I think the first thing, Scott, is that they're Digital is pretty broad. And so I don't think there's just one Sherpa that can help with anything. And so ah. the first thing I'd emphasize is trusting yourself. If we're certainly in the professional services business, we're, we're here to be the people who get a phone call to help with things. But even with that in mind, I'm telling you, you need to own your own transformation. If you have a bunch of people like Tom and I come in and help and do it for you or do it to you, it's not going to be as successful as if the leadership team owns it themselves. So who who do you need to trust? You need to trust yourselves. You also have to make sure this is a leadership team discussion. And then people like Tom and I can help out to focus that conversation and say, where can you get the biggest bang for your buck? What should you stay away from? What's the fastest path? But you've got to own it yourself. The other piece is that there are different areas to digital. And so Deloitte does things around process definition, uh, software, acceleration, change management. It's a long list. At the same time, there are hardware companies out there that do things we don't touch any way whatsoever, which are also just as important. So you've got to be comprehensive in the partners you're bringing in to think through this with you. Final yeah. piece also consider, it's also the industry too. And so the, the lines between where your company starts and ends and where the next one starts and ends are getting grayer. So something that uh, we talked about hmm. in the digital, uh, uh, the digital uh, report that Tom uh, was just referring to is how the ecosystem plays together. So, as an example, for any oil and gas company, they have a very, very healthy partnership with their field service providers, with drillers, with suppliers, and so digital allows you to make those relationships a lot more efficient and uh, share savings on all sides. They have to be part of the conversation too. So, no one Sherpa, trust yourself.
0: So that that brings up the question to you, Eric. I mean there's that decision your company said yes let's go down this road are you trusting in yourself are you trusting in the the people around you saying yeah this is where we need to go because to uh, nate's point whether we it, it you know what's going on you know yeah. somebody's going to say don't go there go over here this is where we have a problem or a challenge or an opportunity so take us through that that sort of dialogue that you're having internally
2: yeah, I think one thing that I've I've observed of, of a lot of operators um, is figuring out how can you anchor those those digital use cases back to you know value proposition, right, or a real problem to solve. Um, sometimes, if they're done in a silo, if sort of that ideation process happens in a vacuum, you know, any of us can go out on on Google and read the latest white paper on a really interesting bit of kit that got deployed out in the field, and you start thinking you know what, maybe we should try that here, right? It, it seems like a, a thing that's been done, and maybe we can find the same value here. And ultimately, that you might find some hits, but you can get a lot of distractions too, right? Because which idea is going to be the one that really adds value for my organization? Um, I think it's always been much more valuable for, for an operator to take a look at those strategic objectives for their entire organization and sort of Decompose them down into opportunities for digital to help enable those, right? So if you're, if your organization as a whole is looking at trying to, you know, be better at drilling, increase production, minimize costs, you know, there's some very macro level themes that an organization is trying to support and then work with those asset teams to figure out what are some of the bottlenecks or maybe it's not even a challenge. Maybe it's an opportunity you want to exploit. We already do something well, but we want to do it better. I think that's where a, a, digital partner, whether it's internal or external, can really come to the table and say, okay, I now understand what you're trying to achieve. I have some ideas on either the problems you're facing or the opportunities to exploit. Now I'm gonna bring either my past experience or if I don't have past experience myself, I can work with partners, um, vendors to come in and bring some best practices. But then at least you're anchored to that sort of macro problem to solve as opposed to doing it in silos and pockets. And and again, I think when it's done that way in in pockets, that's where you're at the most risk for not being able to scale it later. Because you may have that initial success, and it may look just like the white paper you read, but it becomes very difficult to figure out if it was ever anchored in something more valuable to the organization. And so, I I think that's been a a big piece of trusting yourself. Means kind of staying staying honest with what you're trying to do as an organization, and making sure digital is not off doing its own. Thing that's not in support of those those macro objectives.
3: I I might add to that just quickly, Scott. Is, yeah, no, Tom, go. You know, when you asked the question, you know, earlier when we were having a sidebar, it was about like, when did these types of roles become more prevalent within the industry? I mean, I, I can't exactly remember all the time because COVID makes me forget timing of these things. But in the last five years, it seems like this is where you've seen people like Eric much more come, come into play. And really, is it was all about that, building the trust. What's the ca- connectivity between the folks who know how to develop and design some of these solutions, but the folks who live and breathe it day in and day out who need these solutions, the core of the business? Well, that's the role of these uh, digital leads is, is really about how do I bring that connection together? How do I build better trust between these sides of the business to basically enable and sustain these for the longer run?
0: Yeah, you're you're spot on. I, I just uh, my mind is is just sort of juggling a lot of things. Just because, you, one, you 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 want to do it right. You want to pull in the right people and the right organizations. You know, you, you want to have that that dialogue uh, and tackle the real opportunities that exist in your organization. Nate, is there is there sort of like this necessity to you know you define the strategy and saying yeah, we're gonna do this. We're, we're embracing this, this digital thing, and then be able to go out and market and, and say, Hey, we're doing it. Now we just need help. Is there, is there a necessity because a lot of people in the field are just saying, Hey, I don't have time. I got, I got, I got this over here. And I got this over here and I got to do this. And I got, you know, they, they have a lot to do. You're adding, you're adding more work to them.
1: Well, what we're dealing with a lot here is, uh, a little bit what is a strategy, but also what you're grounding us on, Scott, which is that this is all about um, getting it done. And so, a phrase I frequently use is, "Our clients don't want digital strategies; they want the results of digital getting done." Yeah. And so, let's put that. Let's use that as the, the anchor point to this uh, this this piece of of, of thought. Um, what we want to see when a client works on their digital strategy, and where we try to help them, is to start with what their ambitions are, and also what they don't want to do. There's so many things an upstream company could take on. They could say, we're going to be the best producer. We're going to say we're the best, most fast reactive uh, driller. We could say we can handle the most amount of environments. Could say that we're the best at uh, being able to scale up and down based on economic conditions. There's a lot of things that are all based on their business strategy that are rational ways of picking this up. What they can't do is they can't do it all. They need to make some choices. And so the first step is picking the the areas of your business that are unique to you and that can make you successful then double-click. The double-clicks are, okay, if we want to be the world's best driller, what does that look like? What would that best driller look like? And be unconstrained. So really, could we go to completely lights-out operations on some of these areas? Can we completely automate it? Can we can have everything concentrated in one global drilling center, etc. cetera down? And what happens if you do this well, you keep double-clicking and saying, okay, well, we know what that looks like. What are the projects we need to get done to get that done? and spec that out, and then go even deeper and say, what would that cost? Who from our organization do we need to take out of the day-to-day to to go make that happen? What partners maybe we need to bring in to help make that happen as well? And only at this stage, we're getting to what you referred to, Scott, about who do we need to bring into this? Because I'd rather have a client start with business strategy all the way down to how we're going to get this done and that specificity, and then bring the partners in. And this is a very, very simple reason. When I've talked to clients about this, I used to maintain a slide which had about 400 digital terms on it, and every one of them was actually quite important. But when you're looking at that mess of all the things that can be important, you get lost and you can't concentrate on what makes sense to do first. And, and a so, confused
0: and, mind doesn't make a decision. That's for Doug sure. Hunter.
1: So that order of how you pick this up can be very important. At least that's how I think about
0: it. Again, it 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 just seems daunting. And it does require an organization to sort of be real and and candid with the objective, uh, the, the objective out there, or the strategy. But I, I like the fact that uh, that strategic uh, objective is to get done, to do it, to show results. In light of that, Tom, do you find it? Important for an organization, you know, for the naysayers out there, because there are probably some naysayers out there, to have small victories, small okay. wins.
3: It's a, a great question because one of the most interesting things that came out from our last benchmark study was this value. Everyone's like, "How are you value, capturing value? How are you measuring value?" And you have different degrees of of success. And I want you to keep that word "small victories" in mind because. uh those that score tended to score the lower ranks were those that were overly methodical, wanted very detailed charters, wanted a bunch of give me numbers and data. And I want to be able to point to a line in a PL and right. say, show me that value. That actually slowed them down. So, oil and gas companies love stage gates, you know, maybe not for onshore unconventional, but when I develop offshore, all these stage gates, well, they're applying that methodology, some of them, to how I actually deliver digital. So, that's actually slowing you down the ones that scored the best were the ones who had folks who were focused and working with the core business the core operations, saying what's delivering value to me uh, and it wasn't organizationally sometimes you know there's different work structures but it's not about where the person sits but it's how those people work together and you we had one conversation with an ops manager who was basically like i completely trust the value because I talk to the folks in the field. They say, are you seeing value from these things? They're saying, I get it. It's helping make my job easier. I can then point to those small victories. The reason I say small victories are important is if I do something on improving how my artificial lift performs, I can go to use cases or examples of say, at that point, these analytics self-adjusted brought up production or warned me that something was happening. So we did, we changed the behavior, but look, seeing that in p and L is very difficult but seeing those cases are very easy to pull out and those resonated more and better with more senior leadership than the, and they, those organizations scored better than those who tried to be micromanaged to the, to the, a, an individual number in a p yeah, and
0: Yeah. And Eric, there's it, Tom brings up like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. It. I was, I was thinking about his, uh,
2: the way he was describing it and, and sort of thinking about there's a time and a place for the the moonshot digital projects, right. That are very, you know, Transformative in nature, multi years to accomplish. Um, maybe that's what people's minds gravitate to when they think about digital transformation is some of those big, broad scope things. But my goodness, there's so much opportunity on call it like the baseball analogy, the singles and the doubles, um, where you can make real impact, uh, in, in operations and, and quickly, right? And at the end of the day, especially if a, an operator is in a position where they're trying to Build some trust, build some credibility for their their digital program. Um, getting those singles and doubles, getting people on base with some achievable digital projects that make a material difference. You know, in in our say our field operations or, or any of those situations, um, that can be just as valuable, if not more valuable, than sort of those those moonshot projects. So, I think having an appreciation for where an operator is and sort of their life cycle and maturity um would be really important and just recognizing that there's a there's a lot of value to be captured in some of those call them safer bets that you can get something usable in a month or two versus you know the 6 to 12 month projects. Scott, it's I'd like to
1: add to yeah I like that. Go ahead Nate. Eric's certainly picking it up and I agree with everything Eric and Tom have said in terms of you know you want those small wins and they're more reliable they're easier to sell they build momentum in the organization but there's another hidden advantage. We don't know What is actually going to transform the organization? And so when you take one of those big bets, it's a very, very big bet. I'd rather see a client make some progress and improve this and improve this and improve this. And then once they have that higher level of knowledge and capability, then they know where to go next from there. So sometimes when we think about a digital transformation, we're not just thinking about the transformation, but also the transformation machine. What kind of things are we putting in place within the client so they can continuously improve and do it rapidly? It doesn't take two years to do something, it takes months to weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I there's there's the one side of me that says, yeah, and I like that internal knowledge. You know, this is still new to some, right? And you're you're trying to build that internal capability of saying, Yeah, now we know what now we're thinking a little bit different. Yeah, that can be digitized, yeah, whatever it might be, and be able to have that embedded in your organization. The question I would have, and this is to you, Eric is these are great got a little victory here got a little victory here uh how do you sustain that and sort of make sure that people still see those little victories right and and they all just sort of come together in a much grander you know uh strategy right and You yeah, don't yeah. just like yeah leave that one alone out there
2: well sure and, and it goes back to we were talking earlier about scaling things and, and making yeah. sure that they're not pocket proof of concept projects that go nowhere later I think it ties back into the, the resource dedication. We kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but ensuring that there's there's ownership um, on the functional side of the business to to bring these solutions to life and, and understand how you're gonna take something that may feel like a small victory, but then scale it for the future. You know, my, my observation from, from multiple operators has always been that if you can get those functional resources kind of out of the day-to-day, and dedicate the time to say, look, I'm going to take, maybe it's a production engineer out of there, monitoring a specific set of wells in the Permian, but now I'm going to take them and say, look, you're going to think about just how we monitor wells, period. That that whole process and the tools and technology required to do it. Then they can help figure out both those immediate near-term use cases that may be seen as small victories, build up that muscle memory of how we go about solving things digitally, but then they can then carry it forward and scale it, right? You can also help them figure out how to go. Don't be so heads down on just this one asset. Think of you know global operations, right? And many operators don't just operate in in one area. They may operate internationally. I mean, making sure you have someone whose remit is to think about how you can scale something beyond even just a, a particular business unit or or asset level. You got to have that functional dedication. You got to be able to get them out of the day job, let them focus on identifying those near-term wins, but also give them the remit to say you're not just going to roll straight back into the
0: business as soon as that one use case is done. You're it, be it, here for it, the it long happens haul. all the time. You yes? know that. It, it's, it's hard. Uh, Tom, to, to you, it, it, uh, no doubt about it, uh, um, like it or not, you, you, you need to be in the digital game. and You need to figure out how to be able to begin that journey. And I, and I agree with it 100%. But it always gets down to sort of the the challenges. It's always human, right? It's always churn. There's people coming and going, and all of this stuff. And I I like the fact that if you elevate the digital journey, ger- the transformation, and the digitization of your business, and you have it at a high enough level, then there's some stability with the the strategy. But how do you deal with this sort of? How do you educate, re you know, reeducate whatever the the terms are out there? What do we do? I so the biggest thing that I think we
3: opportunity whenever I think about things is you actually go out to the field and you work with them hand in hand to deploy it and do the change management. It's not about headquarters sending things and just saying, hey, adoption. You have folks who have been working this and they and I I mean I've done these. It's it's called you take a ride along out one of these assets and all that and they're like, Well, I've been doing this for twenty years, thirty years. This is how I've always done it. Why do I need to change it? I get my nice little paper book, and I out there, and I write numbers on it. Yeah. Uh, and we, I did a st- worked with one client, uh, we'll call it five years ago, and we did a bunch of these ride-alongs. And the very first one I did, the individual says, to, I was like, all right, you know, let's see a day in the life of what is it like for you out there? And I was like, hey, if you think about everything that you've got, how can we do things differently? And, you know, eventually get straight to the what type of tools or anything like that, uh... we and he's like, oh, nothing. All people. That's all I need. More. I'm like, all right. Well, that's not. Um, that's not the main way to solve this. But then, once you got to other people who could think a little differently, because he he was he's an example of the old school mindset. But then we start working with a few other folks who also realize that technology is changing. The ability to capture data and use data is changing. Those folks were the ones, same exact folks, but those are the ones you work on and say, well, what do you need? How could you think differently? And a lot of these are even if some of them have been working there for 20 years or some who have only 10 years and some of them only five years. It's just a matter of saying, well, if I do this in my everyday life with Amazon, with Google and all these other tools I have, well, how can I apply that same thought to here? Those are the individuals you target. Those are the individuals who need to be part of your solutioning. And then when you go to de- deploy and all that, we've created sometimes like digital uh, champions. We did some stuff on an offshore platform for a few of them for an operator. And it was like on every platform, we had back to back digital champions for the solutions that we were deploying to make sure that hey, if you need to phone a friend or in this case you can tap on the on the platform, there's the person you're going to go to
0: yeah you, you you almost have to just make it that simple. I don't want friction right i'm I'm secure and I'm warm and fuzzy with my little clipboard and piece of paper. I've done it for years and all of that with that said, Nate how do you yeah, and Tom brought up some good points, but how do you start to take in all of those legacy back of the envelope data points that are so important to that asset and begin to pull it in to create that analytics that give that picture of that right there, that one. Because you, you know that there's, there's file cabinets full of this stuff. What do we do?
1: I remember a long time ago, I took a course. I worked for General Electric for a long time. And, uh, when this course, uh, kind of reflected, uh, that, uh, it was on, on negotiating with unions and I'm going somewhere with this. And the interesting thing is they had a, a video clip and it was a union leader who like, I was talking about working collaboratively with the field and headquarters. And the statement from the union leader was that for 20 years, you've had my back. And if you had just gone a little further, you could have had my mind as well. And that's that's how I personally pick it up. Uh, I, nobody knows the field better than the field. Nobody knows this nobody. piece of retaining equipment and the person who's worked on it, listened to it, knows literally how things are supposed to smell. And so the other piece of it, as we think about it, I rarely met the people who sit there and say, you know, I've got my clipboard and that's good enough, right? I'm able to go home and order anything in my kitchen by speaking a few magic words and Amazon makes it appear. And I think my job shouldn't be like that. So I find it more helpful and people know who the people are who are innovative, who want to change, who are interested in new stuff. This advances their careers. This makes things better. These people wouldn't be in their jobs watching the most important assets the company's got if they didn't care and they didn't want to do good things. Uh, That's a good point. So I think the easiest thing is you have to talk to them, show them how this works. There'll be some doubts, there'll be some questions, and those deservedly so. But those are actually the good questions to get because sometimes half those questions should be lack of knowledge. Half those questions are going to be like, hmm, we didn't think of that. That's a good point. We really should incorporate that as well.
0: I, I think it has to happen now. And and I, you know, I can't speak for the workforce. I can't. I, I All I know is that I've heard the term silver tsunami, right? Mm-hmm. People are getting ready to retire. There is a moving in that direction. And and we're trying to backfill it with young professionals and passionate about it. Um to that extent, Eric, we know it's a human equation. What are the challenges? Like, like what are the roadblocks in that sense? Like, I got it, I, I'm all in, man, I'm all in, but there's always going to be that roadblock. Yeah, I mean, I'll play off
2: what, what Nate said, but maybe just a different aspect to it is, I feel like it's a lot easier for somebody in the field to have a new digital solution brought to them by a peer, right? If in our own lives, yeah. how many times have you been sold something by a third party or, you know, somebody who doesn't truly understand your situation? You're always on guard. You don't quite understand if they really have your best interest at heart or, you know, if there's some angle that they're playing. And and I think no matter how well-intentioned, say, an external consultant or an IT organization can be, um, there's always a little bit of, of on guard that someone maybe in a, Production operations role might might have, but that's where I go back to pulling in you know their peers into the process and, and whether it's making them you know the digital champions that, that Tom talked about yeah. or just having their full dedication to the delivery of the solution. You know, if if you see someone who walks talks acts like you bring a solution, and say I vouch for this thing. You know, this this meets all requirements. It's a it's a we as opposed to they. Um, and I think that makes a, a bit of a difference. It's it's all wrapped up in that change management process. But really, having your your counterpart be part of the process of defining the solution, it it definitely accelerates the success probability of, of anything you're planning to to bring out to the field.
0: It's so from my perspective, it's an exciting time. There's just so many um, interesting and it, there's a velocity there, right? There's a speed at which all of this stuff is happening, right? And for me. It's hard for me. Is that is that good? Is that, is that good? It it requires that 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 leadership to be saying, okay, this is where we're going. Let's bring some people in. Let's get the you know the the victories here, the small victories. Let's let's get it. Let's start building. And the bottom line is that companies need to do this. They just do. It, it, it's not a it's not a it's not an option. So you do need to do this. Okay, we're going to have to wrap it up before we depart. Let's say somebody wants to get a hold of you, Eric. How would they do that?
2: Yeah, um, I can share my my work email, but it's eric.bardisek at ApacheCorp.com.
0: Excellent. Tom, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, tbonny at
3: deloitte.com, or if you head online and look at any of our articles there on this project here, you'll find my email as well as Nate's. I'll let Nate share his as well. All right,
1: on Nate. The- most digital solutions just Google me, and I'll come up. But uh, any Clark, get out of, out of here! You're
0: Nate, man. Most digital solutions. Not,
1: not that. But you know, you look, you look Tom Bonnie digital. You're going to find Tom Bonnie. You Google Eric uh, Apache digital. You're going to find Eric, and the uh, same for me. So, and I'm sure it's the same for you, Scott. We're going to turn you into Mister Digital here as well.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yay! Because I'm telling you, I love it. I, I do. I love. I just love where it's going. I love the conversation. I. Uh, you know and and for me personally there's a speed and it's exciting right if if i was young had more hair i would i would be all in man i'd be, be all in all right you guys were absolutely spectacular really appreciate it all right listeners we're going to wrap it up on the other side we're going to have all the contact information for tom nate and definitely eric out on industrial talk so stay tuned we will be right back you're listening to the industrial talk podcast network All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk and for your support. A hearty thank you to Nate, uh, Eric, and Tom and talking about digital transformation in the oil and gas and energy space, important. You need to be in the digital transformation game. You need Sherpas, you need trusted individuals to help you along with that journey. That's what this platform is about, highlighting people like Deloitte and Apache and, and making sure that you have everything you need to be successful, at least have a direction of some sort. So thank you to Deloitte. Thank you to Apache for being on Industrial Talk. Again, next week, this is, uh, I want to say, October 17th through the 20th. It's a little short turnaround. But this is SMRP, 30th Annual Conference. And we were going to be broadcasting there. And if you're in the reliability and maintenance space and you're finding yourself at the SMRP event, look us up you can't miss us we'll have all the lights and the cameras and everything like that so let's have a conversation and the other one is of course fab tech which is next month let me sort of pull this up this is in atlanta georgia november 8th through the 10th yeah november 8th through the 10th we have if you're going to be in FabTech, and in fact we're going to have out on industrial talk the booth number and all that good stuff Look us up. Let's have a conversation. Let's uh, and, and if anything, at a minimum, say, hey, Scott, we have a booth. Can you come on by and talk about our tech? Yes, we can. And that would be a lot of fun, too, as well. We'll just get that turned around. All right. Be bold, be brave, dear greatly. Hang out with people like Tom, like Nate, like Eric, and you're going to change the world because we need you. We need you to be a success. You need to collaborate. You need to innovate. And definitely, you need to educate as much as you possibly can because we need you. That's what this platform is all about. Thank you very much. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so do not go away. We will be right back.